0: All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business.
1: Brought to you by IIFL Securities, India's leading broking firm.
0: Good morning. Today is the 29th of January. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint. Let's start with the big stories from back home. Congress President Rahul Gandhi yesterday announced that his party would ensure a minimum income guarantee for the poor if voted back into power. According to Praveen Chakravarti, former investment banker and head of the party's data analytics department, the Congress scheme would determine a certain threshold marked as a minimum income level. Families falling below this threshold would be compensated an amount up to a predetermined level through direct transfer. In an interview with Bloomberg Quint, former finance minister P. Chidamram said the Congress wasn't looking to implement universal basic income, an idea that had been mooted by former chief economic advisor Arvind Subramanian. Chidamram said the idea was to adapt the principle behind universal basic income. He clarified that the announcement was for a minimum level of income for poor families. In other news, Finance Minister Piyush Goyal yesterday, in a meeting with heads of state-owned banks, discussed steps to promote lending to MSME and agriculture sectors. He also promised to continue to support public sector banks. Now, speaking about public sector banks, Bank of India reported a large loss as it stepped up provisions against bad loans. By doing so, the lender has seen its net bad loans drop below the threshold that invites corrective action from the Reserve Bank of India. It is, remember, one of the 11 government-owned lenders that are currently under the RBI's prompt corrective action framework. With a fall in net non-performing assets, it now has a good chance of exiting the framework. Jet Airways is seeking shareholder approval to allow banks and financial institutions to have a say in the operations of the airline by converting loans into shares. The airline is seeking shareholder approval through a special resolution to increase its authorized share capital to 2200 crores from the current 200 crores, according to the stock exchange notification. This will give it more room to issue fresh shares to lenders. Tata Steel is looking to pair debt by nearly 3,800 crores by selling majority stake in its Southeast Asia business. TS Global Holdings has signed an agreement with HBIS Group to divest its entire stake in Nat Steel Holdings and 68% in Tata Steel, Thailand, according to an exchange filing. By the way, while we're on the topic of steel, interesting update here. India has replaced Japan as the world's second largest steel producing country. China remains the largest producer, however, accounting for more than 51% of global production. Let's turn to international news now. U.S. prosecutors have filed criminal charges against Huawei Technologies, which is China's largest smartphone maker. They have alleged that it stole trade secrets from an American rival and committed bank fraud by violating sanctions against doing business with Iran. U.S. stocks fell after Caterpillar and NVIDIA blamed slowing global growth for disappointing results, augmenting concern the trade war with China is hitting corporate profits. The S&P 500 halted a three-day rally to start the week with cuts of about eight-tenths of a percent. The Dow fell by a similar amount, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq declined by over a percent. Stocks in Asia, the three early risers, are starting with deep cuts as well. Oil, meanwhile, has lost more than 3% overnight on concerns about global growth. In fact, Brent continues to lose ground and has slipped below the $60 per barrel mark. The rupee will be in focus today, having gained marginally to settle at 71.1 against the US dollar in yesterday's session. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Darshan, how's it looking for India today?
1: Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. Not the best of starts, global queues are weak, the SGX Nifty is indicating a downtick. But it's a financial heavy day on the earnings side, Axis Bank, Bajaj Finance, Bajaj Finserv. HDFC, all of them will report earnings today among the nifty companies. HCL Tech will also report numbers today. And among the larger mid-caps, Bank of Baroda, Bharat Financial Inclusion, Crompton Greaves Consumer, Godrich Consumer Products, Managar Gas, OBC Strides, Tata Coffee and Teamlees will report numbers today. In terms of results after market hours, uh, Bank of India came out with a big loss of uh, 47.37 crores compared to a net loss of 2300 crores last time around. NII was up 33%. Asset quality was pretty much stable, but huge amount of provisioning, almost 9,200 crores of provisioning that was there. Uh, net NPA below the threshold of RBI's prompt corrective action. Asset quality remains weak as slippages were elevated. Shopper stop, uh, decent uh, numbers. Revenues up 3%, profit up. 3%. Uh, three times uh, given the fact there was an exceptional loss in the base quarter but EBITDA up 12% which means an EBITDA margin improvement of 100 basis points. Praj Industries decent set of numbers revenues up 33%, EBITDA up 42% and profit was up three times. Seed below estimate numbers revenues up 9%, profit was down 36%, EBITDA was down 24% which means margin again in single digit. Raw material costs were up 24% which impacted the number. Gross margin expansion was the only silver lining in the numbers. Persistent system uh, inline or mixed set of numbers because the revenues were a miss, margins were a beat. As far as uh, the the estimates were concerned, growth is back in digital and commentary suggests continuation as far as growth is concerned. While revenues were up 3%, profit up 4% and EBIT margins were flat at 12.3%. 8 rupees uh, declared as dividend and the board has approved a buyback of 30 lakh shares uh, at 750 rupees per share aggregating to 225 crores. Music broadcast also, revenues up 14%, profit up 38%, EBITDA up 23%. Chennai Petro week set of numbers, even though revenues were up 15%, there was a net loss of 363 crores and an EBITDA loss of 345 crores. KNR construction to sell its entire shareholding in its JV with cube highways and infra to the latter for 73 crores in a phased manner. Nomura says that the planned sale of three more ham assets could be the key catalyst for the stock. Z Entertainment in Focus, DVI Fund, Mauritius acquired 0.9% stake in the company. And CMAG 5% Capital, VVM Labs will move into the short-term ASM framework. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloombergquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you will be prepared for morning trade.
0: Thanks, Arshan. And thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely day.